shown the door from the ABC Board of Directors mm. after some very dodgy dealings done with our ex-Prime Minister. Yes. What do you think, Kim? I... Uh, am I surprised? No. Am I, what all mothers say, disappointed? I'm just terribly disappointed. I'm very disappointed. disappointed. I'm not angry, I'm disappointed. Just disappointed. I just didn't think he would do that. And Malcolm Turnbull... You can, you can sniff him out from lying even when he's over in New York. Like, just come out and say, no, I didn't do that. Instead, he stood there with this rambling Turnbull-esque speech about, I don't know, the rights of a government to call the ABC on poor reporting. And I'm like, ah, uh, no. Because that that's is the problem. That's straight out of Gilead. Because, you know, everything for me is straight out of The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> so government, uh, government shutting down free press, no. Last time I saw that we weren't in communism country, communist country, were we? It's anyway. very, very interesting also as to how much it was targeted towards um, a female yep. journalist. Yep. And look, granted, she's the chief economic reporter for the ABC, so of course she's she going to be a bit of power. in the firing line. Mm. And yes, I know that the um, chief uh, political. We're talking about reporter, Emma Alberici here. Emma Alberici and the chief. Political reporter in Canberra. He's not the reporter. He's actually the chief of staff. Just make it up. Yeah, some of Paddington those. Bear. Yeah, him in in Canberra. He copped a lot of flack as well. But uh, yeah, it just it's exactly. Uh, sometimes it's nice to see things coming undone when people those you know people that have been in question Buckets. yeah have been the whole time going no 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 we're not doing anything to uh, impede impede the independence of the ABC meanwhile hello email train and what like ugh, like don't put anything on paper don't put anything on paper god bloody dickhead oh, well hey, i had an interesting thing yesterday yes when the when the berlin wall came down the Stasi in East Germany couldn't burn all the files quick enough, so they started to shred them. And I apparently there is still a volunteer organisation with all of the shredded papers, like putting them back together. Putting them back together. Oh, I don't, I don't believe that. No, I don't actually. Maybe <laughs> I should. Maybe I should actually look into uh, that. As an ex-journal, I don't believe but, uh, everything you read. I think that would have been taught class 101, Kimberly. Oh, yes. Did you hear? Did you hear the news? What news? I've been. Um, nominated for a blog award. <laughs> well, well <laughs> blow me down with a feather. Been, Congratulations, I've been Mrs. blogging Wood. for near on 11 years now and I've never won an award for it. And here you are. And here I am. Look at this. This could be all that hard work All that hard off. work could be paying off. I mean, the do you, will you, what do you get? Like a trip? Like 10 grand? What do you get, Mrs. Woog? $1,000. And then if I win People's Choice... $3,000, but I, 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 I'm not going to put back myself here because I've looked at the girls that I'm up against and I'm just not prepared to dance in my underpants no. on Instagram. No. I just can't do that. And, and Not I'm in an, your underpants anyway. <laughs> you could borrow mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm just, I feel like such an old fart amongst these. And you know, they say don't compare and despair, but when you put in a category with young, beautiful Nubile things with cute kids, and I walk around with my tits hanging down my knees, and teenagers that don't speak to me, like I, it just it does something for a girl's soul, you know. It's really almost like they should do a before and after. <laughs> so all of the young, you know, yummy mummy bloggers, yeah, with the cute, with kids. the cute kids and I those know. gorgeous little linen outfits, all in neutral shades, <laughs> and you know, only playing with wooden toys, <laughs> to then. 
Mrs. Wu. <laughs> I need my own category, goddammit. With, like, with, you know, boobs committed to gravity. And, a, and you know, and boys who just, it's just all about, it stinks of pits and ass. Oh, no, it's me versus the world in this household. It's me v the world. Anyway, so... Wow. That's some big when does news. this when does this, uh, this when does this, this auspicious uh, event occur? Oh, it's a star studded event in Melbourne towards Melbourne. the end of um October. But oh. I shall be in Singapore. Oh, do you want me to go in your place and I can Would accept you? it on your behalf? Oh yeah. Yes <laughs> That would be great. That would be really quite fun. And I've told them that I have a um Yeah, what were your what support? were your your okay. requests? Because I asked me if I had any dietary requests, and I said that I required a first-class seat to Melbourne for me and my support alpaca, <laughs> and that I couldn't be in a room with orange flowers, and I only had champagne served at two degrees. Fair enough. So yeah, mm. I, Mariah carried that rider up fully, yeah, yeah. fully. But um, I can see if I transfer it over to you. Yeah, I'll go. Only if you go in your underwear. <laughs> Do I have to dance around in my beige undies? Yes. Oh, I don't own beige undies anymore. Those are the days. Yeah. I've got the beige undies now. No. Um, one of the most pressing things we've had on the Facebook page, if you're not on our Facebook page and you're here, do you even exist? Yeah. I, I, well, you don't. Right, so go and check out the Hot Flush Facebook page and join. Very funny. Very funny ladies. Very funny flush. and also very supportive. I had a little meltdown on there this week. And, okay. Well, and I actually was just doing it. To just I just needed to get it out of my head. Yeah. And, I, you know, clearly I didn't actually have to do it in a public space, but... I felt like that was a safe zone. Yep. Also, I felt like if I was feeling like that, there had to be other perimenopausal women feeling like that, and I wanted to let them know that they were not alone. Yep. And yeah, we're not alone. We're not alone. No. no. And I, that's why I said emergency podcast summit, because Kim that's right. is feeling sad. And when one of your friends feels sad, you have to... Oh, filthy. <laughs> that's my glasses. <laughs> have to help them out yes. um but you weren't sad when you went to your first kink party kim i was I not a lot of people saying oh, we need to hear about the latex dress we need to hear if she got chafed we need to hear if she got laid <laughs> so okay. those of you who are new kim is going through an experimental stage <laughs> that just sounds so exhausting to me <laughs> so okay so take so, it away so uh we so uh, Rob was quite involved in uh, the kink scene. Now, the kink scene uh, is frightens me. also called like the sex pos or the sex positive scene. Jesus. And it's an environment for people interested in not necessarily hetero, but it can heteronormative sex. Oh, is, God. Uh, they, yeah. So you need to take a fucking dictionary along with you and go to this. <laughs> but it, it's, um, and, and there's all different sorts of. Um, parties and activities in that sort of space. Spin and, the bottle. And <laughs> do you know what? I reckon there will probably be like a seventies party, like the, where there's a partner swap party, and um, or partner sharing party where they would actually do that. That would be hilarious. I would go to that. That's a, like you know a seventies theme. That would be hilarious. Anyway, this one we went to was just a kink party. So if you imagine there's a lot of BDSM and a lot of various what other things. What does BDSM mean? So uh, that is people who like to be tied up or people who like to... I'd like to tie a few people up. There's <laughs> leaves in there. But it's an art. Like the tying people up is Origami. an actual... Origami. No, was it's it? It's Shibura or Shibura. I'm really bastardising this. Anyone in the kink scene who's listening Laughing to this, at you. I really apologise. Um, one thing I was very conscious of and when we were going that I said to Rob was I really appreciate that for some people this is a really important part of their life. You know, this is how they define themselves. This is really important to them and I didn't want to be seen to be ridiculing it or to offend anyone or... I and would. So, I'd be straight in there ridiculing it. Oh, God, of course you would. And so, <laughs> I'd be so, like, get off him. You don't know where he's been. <laughs> So, okay, so it was, the um, the staff who ran it were awesome, and they took us around, there was three floors, um, and uh, there was like a room where people do um, piercing and stuff, so they like like um, putting piercings and needles and, and hooks and stuff. Jesus. Um, and then there were a couple of um, 
I want to say St. John crosses, but that's not right. But the crosses that they you get tied up to and then you get whipped or paddle whacked with. And I'm so bad at this. Paddle whacked? No, not, that's not the word. Um, Kim, have you got post-traumatic stress disorder oh speaking gosh. about this? Oh, I don't know. No. And then there was a sex swing and then right on the very bottom floor. Did, did your sex swing look like sturdy or did you laugh at it? I looked at it and I just went, I am so uncoordinated. Like, you know, someone would try and be thrusting into me and I'd be off hitting my head against the wall. Like, I just wouldn't be able to do the, you know. The dance. To do the dance. And at one point there was a couple using it. So did you just stand around and watch them? Yeah. Did you die? No, I found it really interesting. I found oh, it really yeah. fascinating. I didn't find I any of it. I don't even like porn. Oh, oh don't you? No. Oh, see? No, I'm, I'm into that. Um, Rob and I send each other's stuff. Okay. And with a little, keep, keep going. Like, you know, yep. review. Uh, like this, you know, he's not Okay, keep going. Anyway, um, and, yeah, so, but it wasn't, I didn't find any of it uh, titillating or sexy. And I think that was because it was too brightly lit. Mm-hmm. The the space was really long and narrow, so you had to sort of walk excuse around me, people. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, like that. Oh. And um, Did I you just, have food. I, no, I just <laughs> thought it would be no. People aren't really Champagne? thinking about eating. You can. Okay, well that was a little bit of fun, wasn't it? Professional as always. Always, 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 always. Do you know when you? Oh, hang on, I need to fix the input levels because I think that that's quite high now. Do you know most of the podcasts that are professional of ours actually have a whole team working on? They have writers who write a script, and they have sound editors, and well, where's the spontaneity in that? And actually, I was um, I was on the panel for a ladies we need to talk. Oh, is it out yet? Not yet with Yumi Styles. Oh, I love uh, talking her. about perimenopause. Oh, so it was a little. Um, we did talk about vaginas. I didn't get the word papery in, which is a bit disappointing. Oh. But there was one of the other um, panel members was far more. In fact, the other two were far more eloquent, and I would have really brought the tone down you if I let myself go. Tits, tits and badge. <laughs> I did say that I was in a relatively new relationship, and so my vagina was actually still very happy. So I was quite ha- like glad that I got that in. Um, and then someone did point out to me, you know, you must have been in a relationship for almost two and a half years. It's not that new. It's because you don't live together. But it's because we don't live together. And also, when you've been in a relationship for 23 years... Two and a half years is nothing. Two and a half years is nothing. <laughs> anyway, back to the kink party. Yes. Okay, we're not going to spend a lot of time on the kink party. Why? Everyone wants to know. I haven't even got to getting the dress on yet. Okay, hurry up. <laughs> So anyway, I should point out also, though, that these kink parties, it's not actually necessarily about sex. People find... Well, it's not about the hors (laughs) d'oeuvres. People find these activities almost transcendent. So the being tied up or the being whipped or whatever, it's not necessarily sexual. For some people it is, but for for many it's not. Okay, moving on. Um, Let's go have a look. There was this couple who were using the sex swing and it just really didn't. I, I sort of thought it would be kind of hot, but it just wasn't. And I didn't find him attractive, so I guess that that probably was part of it. Um, and I sort of said to Rob, oh, he really doesn't, you know, do anything for me. And he said, doesn't doesn't help that he's cock-shirting while he's fucking us. And I just went, oh, my God, he is. Because you know the rule about men. No, I don't. I, I, like, this is all foreign to me. Okay, so it is... Basically illegal for a man to walk around in a shirt without underpants on. Women can do it because cunts are gorgeous. Dicks oh, are not. Jesus, <laughs> not safe for work. Not safe for work. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Sorry, kids. Uh, it's anyway. Um, babbling. Yes, I'm babbling. And so yeah, so he had still his shirt on, and he's it just wasn't sexy. So look, we were there for. Probably about an hour, maybe a little bit more. And then my feet were really stunned to hurt because I had really high heels on and I don't wear them anymore. And do you know what? My left hip's not been the same ever since. <laughs> so I'm just like... So you certainly got your kink out of the kink party. So I'm sort a of like, oh, next time I'm wearing flats. Um, so the dress, the latex dress. Yes. I spent so much money in the lead up to that to have outfit B, outfit C that it was ridiculous and my two beautiful friends Bronwyn and Marina who were the whole reason I got into dating in the first place 
actually crossed three bridges to come in to Rob's to help get, uh, Point get the girls in. Yeah. yeah. So you have Was this... there much laughing tr- you trying to Oh get my god. So a latex dress for those it fits like a condom, like it's like Yeah. Tight. But let me tell you, they now they used to say you had to put talc, use talcum powder. But now you can buy this lotion and it's really weird. Like you rub it on and then it just makes you super smooth. It's not greasy. It's not, it's really, it's weird. You sort of think, I think I could be, I think I could be Aquawoman. Like you sort of feel like you could go into the water and you develop gills or something. So anyway, but of course I'm reading it and it says, you know, you don't need very much. And then Bronwyn just gets hold of it and she's like, she's just... And it's just, I go, you don't need very much. You don't need very much. Use sparingly, I think is the term. And and it's just like, so she's like, like lathering it on my, like on my ample back. And I'm going, oh my God, that's too much. It's all over the floor. It's like, and you know, Rob's like really tactilely <laughs> sensitive. So there's this shit all over his kitchen floor. And we're just pissing ourselves. And so then, of course, it just slipped on like a condom. Like, it was just like, there was no, you know, huffing and puffing or anything. It just went, like, and it was on. Well, it did what it said it would do. It did what it said it would do. I had a fancy bra, so he sort of pulled it down, had a bit of a fancy bra around. And you had Sam's corset on or not Sam's corset? No, I didn't wear Sam's corset. No. So, um, yeah, so, look, it was... I think the mo- the most fun was Next actually having go, cheese can... and champagne with <laughs> the girls at Rob's. And I said to them, I said, you know, if we're having a really good time with you. We won't go. And Marina was like, you are going. We get that dress on you. You are going out in it. So that was, yeah. So we're going to uh, investigate and find some other parties around the city. More quality parties. Yes. Um, maybe when the next one's on, you might like to in- in- uh, invite some of our hot flushes along. Mm, I love you all, but no. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was good fun. I'm really glad I did it. I thought I found it really interesting, and I and I think people are infinitely fascinating. And um, were there any was there anyone like who was very attractive or not very attractive? Was it a diverse group? Really diverse. Okay, that's good. Young, old. There was a quite a lot older guy who actually had a cane. Oh. Well, he had a, he had a stick. He probably had a sore hip as well. Mm, I think he had a sore stick. I was actually wondering how he was going with all the stairs, and I don't <laughs> think that's what you're meant to be worrying about when you're, <laughs> when you're at a kid's I'm party. still concerned that you're very hungry. He actually had, um, the he actually had this little thing going on with his contraption on his penis that I was quite what? worried about. Yeah. I kept saying to Rob, is he, is that, does that hurt? And he goes, no. He goes, well, I've never done it, so I don't know, but sometimes okay, that's kind of the to, point. We're going to change our topic now. Thank you for that, Kim. I hope you, that answered all your questions. We had a lot of questions from readers. So, you know, if anyone's interested in more details or, you know, they can always um, private message me on Instagram at All Consuming um, or message me via the um, Facebook group. Flush page. I spent last week... Um, out in Windsor, where my mother lives, oh. looking after mum, for she has a new knee. Now, your mum has her own version of porn, doesn't she? She does. Go Out, on. Outlanders. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Oh, every time. She's watching, because she couldn't do much, because she's got a new knee. Yeah. Um, and when you're coming out of, like, a really big anaesthetic like that, you can get a bit emotional, apparently. Yes. Um, quite so when she quite... started, she'd start to tear up and cry, and I was like, "Come on, let's put your porn on. Come on, I'll lie you down on the couch and put your porn stories on." Because this show, Outlanders, Outlander, isn't the guy really hot, Jamie? Is... Yeah, he's very hot. Right, he's a ranger, but I don't like rangers. Um, that's offensive. Um, <laughs> so I would stop her crying by letting her watch Outlander, which is this. Set in the, you know, days of yore in England or Scotland or somewhere like that. So it's that. a period drama. Period drama. All they do seem to do is chop people's heads off and root. Wow. So I could get behind she that. She was... Um, that's, been... like, that's like how... Oh, no, I was going to say that's how most of us feel, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, she, she got deeply invested in her porn stories. Mm. Um, she was quite a good patient considering she's a nurse. Now, nurses normally make very bad patients because... Um, they know too much. Yeah. Um, and she was very bad with the pain meds. She would wait. 
until it was too until late. It was too, she'd be in pain and she'd be crying. And I said, well, you know, and I'll check her pain meds. And I'm like, fuck, mum. Like, you got the to reason why it. you take them when they tell you to take them is so you don't have to feel the pain. Yeah, you preempt it. So, um, she got a migraine one day. So, I just, you know, cooked food and delivered cups of tea and fended off visitors. And, yeah. and she decided to have a drinks party one night after I'd shut that down. Yes. No, actually, one of the friends rang because they were going to a function and they were coming back to mum's afterwards. And my sister Lizzie took the phone call and said, um, the, the woman said, is it still okay if we come over to the house after this thing? And uh, it was it was a new mayoral elections oh, out of Hawkesbury. So Lizzie said, absolutely no way. Chris has got a migraine. Find yeah. somewhere else to go. So then when mum gets up and she hears that Lizzie's shut down the party, she rings back up and says, oh, fine, I'm fine. So then, of course, I had to run around and get glasses. And oh. Anyway, she's a trooper. She's incorrigible, isn't she? She is. She, she does, <laughs> cannot stand. If there's a party going on, yes. she needs to be there, particularly if she's hashtag hosting it, which means she just lay on the couch and yes. greeted her guests yes. while I yes. put together a cheese platter. <laughs> um, but she's, she's doing very well. The doctor's very pleased with her. And... Um, it was really nice to spend some time, just her and me, mm. um, and it was great because I got to sleep in every day. No school lunches. No school No teenagers lunches. talking back to you. Oh, I, don't, I don't really do lunches anymore, but God. Um, Tell me about your mum. So, yes, we both have spent a week really sort of tending to our mothers, haven't we? I bet you weren't making bone broth for your mother, though, were you? No. So do you, does that, you know, do you really care about her? Well, <laughs> clearly not, because I did okay. go and get a pizza one night. Oh, God, what I would give for my mother to eat pizza. Um, so my mum has an autoimmune disease called ulcerative colitis. It's very similar um, in terms of how it manifests to something like Crohn's disease. So hugely debilitating um, on many, many levels. And there's a wonderful support group for it on Facebook. And the um, administrator actually let me join a few months I back. Colitis is when you have bad breath. No, that's... Halitosis. Halitosis. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say hematosis, and I'm like, no, that's Hematoma not Hematoma global? Yeah. Uh, please note that the hot flush is not uh, for medical advice. Anyway, so this... Um, her, she's had, they call it a flare when their digestive system completely goes to flat lines uh -huh. um, and they can't, you know, you can't do anything. They can't work. They can't leave the house. Like oh, they, that's awful. You soil yourself. You do it in your sleep. You go 19 times a day. Anything you eat doesn't just go straight through you. So your body's not absorbing any nutrients. You're not getting any energy. Um, and plus then you're sort of housebound. And it's so physically and emotionally really, um, really, in, you know, awful, awful disease. So she's just had a really bad flare. But she's also been having just really bad flares pretty much all year. Um, and I'm just going to fess up and say I just don't really handle it very well when she does. I, and I think it's actually because I really worry about her. But for some reason that comes out at me being almost cranky with her that she's sick. That makes that sounds really weird, but no. Well, it's just a, it's a it's an underlying it's just sort of stress. the way I my worry yeah, comes it's out. Stress. And so, but this time round, it just reached a point like Sunday week ago where I was just like, holy shit! Like she's not well. She's not well. It's so scary too. And there's been a couple of occasions in the last twelve months where I've actually thought, fuck, like I'm gonna lose her. Mm. And so I just got onto this support group and went, look, mum's been really bad for like three weeks and I don't know what to do. And, you know, and they were fantastic. They just, all these people that didn't know me from Adam were just like bone broth, just starter on bone broth. And I was like, really? I just thought that was a Pete Evans paleo fad. I didn't know it was actually had any legitimacy. So then I spent some time online researching bone broth shit's really good for you what's it taste like uh just like uh, just like a stock all oh, right but you literally just get bones in water and a bit of salt and you can also put some apple cider vinegar in it and that draws more nutrients out of the bones um beef bones you can simmer 
like on a really like you bring it to the boil and then a really low barely bubbling simmer for like 24 hours Woogs is falling asleep because she doesn't care I but care I know about your some mom. of you do. but the, thing, mom, the main but thing about this discuss bone broth. the main thing about it is there's a whole heap of great things that come out of these bones but one of the main things is the gelatin that comes out of them mm-hmm. and gelatin is really good at relining your intestine so it's really restorative and four days in, she was having that cooked in. I was making it cooked in rice. I made her a misery casserole, which was, uh, you know, just literally just beef, potatoes, carrots, and bone broth. So no onion, no garlic, no herbs, no, no flavour. And she can really, she can tolerate that. That's what she can eat. And of course, she loved it. And on day four, she came downstairs, she had colour in her cheeks, and she said, this morning I could actually get up. It was the first morning I've been able to get up in weeks without, by just getting up. Like, every other morning it's just been like dragging herself out of bed. And so over the last, I've been doing it for, for this is the second week, so we're like a week and a half in, and she's just getting better. Getting better. Stewed apples are really good to stop diarrhea because of the pectin in it. Sorry, I used the D word. I'm more you used the C word before. Yeah, the C word's awesome. The D word just makes me actually clench my sphincter. Um, and so, yeah, so look, you know, I, I really... And do you know what? I think gut issues become a really big thing for women from their 40s on. Have you drunk the Kool-Aid? No, no, in general, like, because I've got gut issues. You know, my, we've talked about my gut issues before. And I just am like, you know, I think this is... And it's so cheap and it's so easy. Just just make it and then use it in, when you're cooking rice. Or All I want is a cheeseburger, hot fries yeah, and a Diet Coke. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Um, I know you couldn't watch the Four Corners report. I couldn't. On, it was just elderly too... Because yeah. it was... It, and I watched it. It was shocking. I, yeah, and, I just would have... And I think that um, this is a big thing for women at our age and, and at you guys out there listening, is that our oldies are starting to get old. Yeah. I went to the funeral of a friend's father two weeks ago, um, who I adored, and I, I, I'm not ready for this next phase. No. I, you know, I adore all my friends' parents, and mm. look, I'm getting gooses. Um, and so I was able to have a really good chat with Mum because I made her watch the Four Corners thing. Yeah. Because I want to know what she wants to do. Yeah. You know, like oh, Mum's told me to put a pillow over her head before putting her in a nursing what's, home. What's the exit plan? But mm. I would not put my mum in one of those nursing homes, no. and I understand. That some people don't have a choice. Mm, you don't. So I've told mum that she can go into, um, an, uh, like, she's only 70, and she's a pretty fit 70. Yeah. But, like, you know, when she needs more care, she can go into a, uh, one of the lovely nursing homes that I've already... She's on the board of one. She's, she's oh. so smart. Yeah. She's on the board of a really lovely nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> she's so clever. <laughs> um, you see, my dad I don't have to worry about because he married a younger model, second time oh. around. So I'm like, genius. Yeah. Um... So mum's doing that, and then when she gets older, older, then she's going to have to come and move me and Naomi. Yeah. But um, the other thing I did when I was out there is I hooked mum up on Plenty of Fish, which is a oh, website, dating website. That's nasty. But Plenty of Fish is nasty. Is it? Well, I should have talked to you about this beforehand. I, I must ring her and see how she's getting on. But I set her up on that, and I started a few conversations, and then I was just looking at them and going, my mum's like hot, and this is what she's got to contend with. Yeah. Yeah. And mum's like going, he's old. And yeah. I'm like, mum, he's only two years older than you. And she's like, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It's at any age for women. The men, you know, the men want some young flibbity gibbet. But you actually look at them and you go, uh, have you looked at yourself and your emotional baggage and your saggy butt and that gut and that receding hairline and that pretty average two-bit middle management job yeah you ain't that much buddy <laughs> look i'm sure they've all got lovely personalities but n- no none they, of them are no, good enough for they my are all man they, they are all man childs yeah none of them have because they've come out of a marriage where the woman has done everything and now they're like just going holy fuck what what <laughs> woolies what 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 do you mean jesus groceries are so expensive <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, that's the second time I've done that today. Um, anyway, that's anyway. a that's a that's a. My next mission is to find her a gentleman friend. Yes, she okay. just wants someone to go to the theatre with, yeah. and to dinner with. 
And I said, and a shag mum? And she goes, oh, God, no. And, like, you know, had sex with the same person for a billion years and then he passed away. Yeah. She's, like, turning red. And I'm, mum, you're addicted to porn. So all you do is watch porn all day. Surely you've got a scratch that needs itching. Um, you know, that's enough about my mother's sex life. Um, but, yeah, it's just something that we, I think, is going to be a massive problem what moving about, forward. She, what about, does she play bridge? Well, that's what, then my father-in-law came out to visit and then he suggested bridge. Mm. And the look Although on her mum face... Plays, mum plays bridge. The look on mum's face is just like, I'm not that, I'm not there yet. Well, mum you know plays what I mean? bridge she's because got it takes a, her brain I know, young. but she's got a, she's, she's like a 22-year-old in her head. Mm. Yeah. The mm. thing is, is that mum goes to bridge and then there are some older gentlemen there and she goes, oh, God, they're such fuddy-duddies. And I'm like, oh, God, love ya. What else is on our list today? School holidays. Oh, like, we'll just spend a few minutes talking about No, this has just been the longest term ever, and it, I can't yeah. wait to see the back of it. And it was pissing down with rain yesterday, and I almost just said to them, just stay in bed. But then I thought, no, this time next week, you'll rue the day. Yeah. You'll rue the day. Um, um, I'm having troubles with Year 9 temperament, attitude. Year nine's fucked. It's fucked. If you've got a kid in Year 9, sorry, it's fucked. Yeah. You just gotta, you, you just, you just gotta lean into it and get through it. You don't try and fix it because oh, you can't. You can't. You just gotta go. Okay, we're halfway through it. Year nine or two thirds of the way through. It. And I know this for a fact. Three quarters of the way. Through. I have one, um, and I think girls might even be worse from what I've heard. I mean, we only have boys between the two of us, but I've heard some horror. Well, you know, do you remember that? There's a great scene in. Seinfeld, where Jerry and George are talking about how, you know, in high school, they used to all give each other wedgies, like, in the change rooms. And Elaine was just so, like, oh, God, you guys are idiots. And Jerry was like, so what did girls do? And she goes, we just tease each other mercilessly until you developed an eating disorder. <laughs> and that's it. That's in it. a nutshell. That's it. And Boys, look, physical, pummeling, you're an idiot, grunting, no, grunting. No, girls. Refusing to shower, pissing on the floor, yeah. not picking up their towels. Yeah. Girls. And then I sit in the corner and I, I swear to God, Kim, I can feel my jaw clenching <laughs> and I'm seething and I'm seething and I'm seething and then, there oh, she blows. Boom. <laughs> and then Mr. Wig runs in and goes, choose your battles, darling, choose your battles. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to pick the battle and you're not supporting me. <laughs> so, yeah, perimenopausal, adolescence, under the same roof. It's just a joy. Year 9 is is the true test of patience, yeah. of humour, yeah. of turning the other cheek, of looking the other way, of just, like, just, you can't fight it. You can't. You can't. You're not Unless you want to end up in psychiatric care. You just have to do the chipping away thing. So no big, don't don't attempt anything big. You know, don't try and turn around. You know, the the freight ship. Like you've just got to just slightly alter the course by actually still saying things to them like, "Not appropriate to talk to me like that." Not acceptable behaviour in front of you know whatever. Yeah. You know, and just keep doing that. But just there's no point actually blowing a gasket because they just don't their brains just don't even their brains aren't even there mm. do you know what they need to start doing and i'm pretty sure they are already doing it they just they boys just need to start winking a lot yeah well i don't, I don't think there's a problem there oh okay do you know what is good though but then he's not showering oh, look, i, I don't even bed. want to think about mm. any of it um what's great is sport for my year nine boy, like yeah. we had a, a we had a lovely exchange last night after dinner, darling. A lovely exchange, which ended in me just slamming my plate in the sink and going to my room and shutting my door and just like lying on the bed doing deep breathing exercises. <laughs> and he went out the back and hit a tennis ball against the garage for about an hour. And I was going, good. That's what he needs to do. Just whack, whack, whack. Please tell me he wasn't doing it against the corrugated wall, like no, wall, no, 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 that's bad. against the brick wall. Yes, no, no, no that's what it was. Oh, okay, well, that's yeah. acceptable. Okay, so that's my um, rant. So I'm I'm looking forward to the school holidays, and at the same time, I'm dreading them. Yeah, no, I'm looking. I'm. I'm looking We're going to be away for part of those, aren't we? The last weekend. What's going on then, Kim? Well, I believe 
that there's this big show rolling into town in New South Wales' central west town of Bathurst. Oh, tell me more. Well, it seems to be a showcase of two, uh, what did you call them earlier? Uh, untrained... Comedians? Untrained comedians. With no experience. <laughs> Inexperienced comedians. comedians. Was that it? Inexperienced, Inexperienced comedians. comedians. Or, no, it was... Um, uh, Untra- I think it was untrained. God, why didn't we write that down when you said it? Because you said, let's use it. That's really funny. Yeah. It doesn't seem that funny anymore. So we've sold about half our tickets. We've got we a have. few left. But come along to the George Hotel yes. on 13th of October, Saturday night Saturday, the 13th of October. From 3 to Oh, well, it's from 3 till 5. five. It's pensioner then, hour. Pensioner hour, because then we figured that we can kick on and have a few drinks up. Well, we can have a schnitty and a... Yeah, and know. catch up with our peaks out the west. I believe I there's a couple of people coming up from Sydney. Yes. Yes. Uh, my friend Harris and her sister are coming up. Oh, awesome. And my friend Kill is coming from Orange with my some friend, of her Pre- friends. Pretty Debbie Jensen's coming. Um, and lots of you beautiful readers who have given us a heads up. So excited. I think I'm actually going to make a little... Yeah, you said you're going to make something for everyone. What's yeah. that going to be? A surprise? A little surprise. Gorgeous. Don't, don't get, you know, it'll be something foodie, but don't get too <gasps> excited. It might just be up biscuit. Like, don't, you know. <laughs> you should make the fudge. The fudge or the brownies? The brownies. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, the brownies. I'll make the brownies. That's a that's a goer. That's but a I thought goer. I might make little jars of jam or something. Oh, yes, but then I'd have so to actually hard. buy the jars and, you know, the, the the chance of me being that organised in time. But, you know, you know me. I like doing that sort of. That's right. I like taking a plate. Okay, we're going to go and move on to. Yes, yeah, so get your tickets at uh, Eventbrite. Eventbrite. Um, and also, Eventbrite. I think there's actually on the Hot Flush Instagram page. Uh, and also on the Facebook page is a link to the event the event bright um, site. So it's right you're... up the top of that page. Yep. Yes. Okay, we're going to move on to some of your uh, Jennifer Madison, a full debrief of the kink party and the dress. Simone, yes. everybody wants. Oh, we've covered that off. And Louise uh, and Rachel, they all wanted to hear about it. Yes. Um, Alison Marie's got a question, and I and I want to spend a few minutes on this. I have depression and anxiety for most of my adult adult life. The last year it's been very tough. Is this common at this life stage and what have other people done? Okay, so you're speaking to the right people. Again, we are not medical professionals. Not medical professionals. But we are um, people who have gone through it, currently go through it and all the rest of it. Um, Kim, do you want to take that So I, um, now I'm, you know, I see a psychiatrist every month. And I have done so for the better part of um, 20 years, which is just staggering when I say that. Mm -hmm. Jesus, I've done a lot of work on myself. Yeah. Uh, But I would say that particularly in the last, uh, particularly in the last like year, my anxiety has come back because I reached a point basically when the husband left and the family realignment happened in 2014. Um, Curiously, when he left, my mental health, improved and stabilized for the first time in largely my adult life but in the last year it's really fallen again now obviously there's been some other stressors in that time primarily work Um, but I ended up my um, my psychiatrist has actually we upped one of my meds just very slightly just when I was really particularly struggling and he's actually also given me a med that I used to take um that's a bit more of a, it's a, it sounds quite full on. It's actually an antipsychotic drug, but he's given me that in a very low dose if my sleep is really poor. So, which it has been, like, yep. um, just sleep because is of so stress. Important. And if my sleep's really bad, then everything else yep. spirals. I agree. So, he, I've actually got the script for it. I haven't filled it yet. But so, I guess the upshot of what I'm saying here is that I don't think you're alone. I think particularly the hormonal changes that we are all starting to, say, to go through. I was going through. to say that. They, they kick, they change everything. My, my GP said that to me yep. because I'm like, you know, and sometimes I'm teary or I'm anxious. Yeah. Or, and. And being back in that space where you wake up and you're anxious for no. No reason. No reason. You just wake up and you go, oh God, I haven't felt like this for a while. And, and I just don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. I had days like that. And it, you know what the other thing, Anne-Marie, is to understand that 
you're gonna have days like that and and i'm a big believer in if you're waking up and you're having a shit day do what makes you feel yeah. good but i also so, think we're just at, we're just at that point in life apart from what our bodies are physically doing where there is so there are so many stressors on us in terms of kids and aging parents and work and, and expenses and expenses and, and actually just living you know and and kids and relationships and, and, and we're, we're sort of i mean we're not at the midway point but we kind of are in a way yeah. of just going well we've sort of come through that and now we're like and is this where we want this, to yeah. be or are we okay or here, you or? know in that great line in as good as it gets what if this is as good as it gets yeah yeah but you can I, well, my advice to you, Alison Marie, is, is, you know, go to your GP, yeah. get yourself a good talking doctor, um, reach out to your friends, get on the mm. phone to someone and just have a chat. Get out of your own head. I um, think get off social media. It's so important. Yeah. Get, getting out of your own head is really important. Yeah. Um, because, and I think, and I think you actually asking the question was actually a really good first step in doing that. Yeah. Um, because... Your brain's trying to trick you, yeah, and it's telling you lies. Yeah. And when you let it go on for too long, the pattern just continues, and you have to break that pattern. Yeah, um, you're not alone, Amory. It's a great question, and I'm sure a lot of people continue this. And I remember my gyno telling told me last year that he has that he you had has... a depressed vagina. <laughs> no, my vagina. What did he say? He said something about how my vagina was. Um, rem, um, I can't remember. Normal, God. normal, basically. It was At least quite depressing. Part of you I, was like, I was like, oh, it could have been. Okay. No, no, I was just going to say that he was saying that um, he has, you know, patients who he has seen, you know, from having kids all the way through. And he goes, these are women who are highly successful, highly intelligent, highly. And he goes, and then they hit that perimenopausal period and they go, and he said, to put no final word on it, they go mad. Like they go insane. Because your estrogen has dropped, your testosterone has risen, and you don't know. Yeah. How to deal with all of yeah. that. And he said, you don't need to go through that. No. You don't need to feel like that. No. And, and the whole thing around HRT that just got such a bad rap with that study that has since been not disproven but discredited about how HRT causes cancer, which was a complete furphy, um, he said, you know, it can just be so it'll get you back to normal, you know? Okay. We're going to take a quick break, guys. Um, that was a really, really great discussion to have. We're going to come back and talk about, would you let your kid take booze to a party if they were a teenager? And why is it so impossible to get a job interview? So we'll see you right after this break. <laughs> well, and welcome back to The Hot Flush, the premiere podcast for the perimenopausal. We have had a day, haven't we, Mark A Berry? day and a half. Would you like to fill everyone in what's happened since the first half? So the first, uh, we went to have a little uh, coffee break and I checked my emails and there was one from uh, my contact at the national broadcaster, the ABC, saying come oh. in at one o'clock or three o'clock today. And can I just interrupt? In the meantime... Milne has been booted from the board of the ABC. Yes, so he's gone. So they were looking for, to replace him very quickly. They were, so I got the call up. And really, they offered me both. They sort of said, do you want the chair position or do you want the MD? And, you know, I really I really advocated for the MD position because I think you're just much more hands-on and you get mm. to really mm. drive the culture of an organisation. They said they'll get back to me by close of business. So, so what really happened? <laughs> Uh, I met with the content director for ABC Radio Sydney, um, which, and I'm going back in. I've got some trial shifts and a shadow shift and a this, that and the other. And, uh, yeah, I'll be picking up some work at the ABC. And that's your radio. spiritual home. It's my spiritual home. And who did you see today? Anyone? Uh, no, I didn't see anyone today. But when I was in, uh, earlier in the, when I was in earlier in the week, I saw Emma Alberici, Richard Glover, uh, Lee Sales and did you go up to Lee Sales and say hi? Remember me from Rick no, Morton's because book we don't need to recall, we don't need to revisit that <laughs> that delightful meeting where I just sort of turned around and you thrust me into Lee's face and I just blathered. I blathered and then made a joke about uh, the wake that was going on in the other room when her father when her father had just passed away. So that was a classy performance on my part yes. uh, so that's very exciting news it's not a it, basically I am viewing this as the start of a long-term career. career that's what I've just been a long-term career development 
direction. And the most exciting thing is that we've just worked out that she's going to end up on air and then we're going to end up on air together. Yes. It's part of our, it's part, it's just the first step in the Woogsbury world domination plan. Now, the first step is that we're going to do our tour to Bathurst. Oh, yes, of course. The that's inter- probably the, the eighth step. <laughs> the international tour is, yes, that's right. That's the first step. Well, congratulations, Kim. I think so it's that's great. fabulous. And I just need to give a shout out to Woogs who gave me a dress to wear, shoes to wear. Because she was wearing jeans and sneakers and a, t- and a top with had food down it. Uh, it has an oil stain on it, which I, I didn't said, even realise. you can't wear that. Yeah. So she trotted off in a pair of my heels. She's done some beautiful makeup. Oh, and uh, the makeup I used, I don't know, most of you would have probably seen Woogs' Insta story the other day about her Priceline haul. Haul? And I, I gave them all a test run. And she looks marvellous. As I did her brand new strappy heels from Country Road. <laughs> they looked marvellous. I got to break them in. And a lovely Bohemian Traders dress. And uh, Uber Kate ring, which I have coveted. I, I'm going to get that ring. Yeah. And I'm going to get it in black. And I'm going to get it in the emerald. And I just don't quite know when. But uh, one day. Okay, so that was an exciting afternoon. Uh, this, we have been here for a long time now, so let's crack on. Yes. Leanne Witten asks, <clears throat> this is very timely actually. Yes. Why is it impossible to get an interview for a job? Perhaps leave my date of birth offered? Okay, so as you know, since December, I have become the valedictorian of job applications. I spent... For the middle-aged. Yes, yes, for the middle-aged. And I spent... I actually uh, took up the offer of my old employer to do some um, exit strategy. Um, what do they call that? After you've Bullshit. left. You know, so they, they, some classes basically where you go through getting your CV up to scratch, how to utilize LinkedIn, how it's to do all this stuff. Guilt counseling. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> what do they call it? It's an awful word. Anyway, so I did that. So here's some tips no date references to your age or when you finish university or any form of study. No dates. Uh, Even better to not even put your address because even though the whole position for an HR person is to not make choices on behalf of the the applicant, they do. And so they'll look at where you're from and go, oh, no, that's too far for them to travel. It's not their call, but, you know. So no dates and preferably no locations. Then... You need to embrace LinkedIn like a like I did Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> that worked well. Uh, everyone, any employer, any employer now just checks you out on link uh, checks you out on LinkedIn. Now LinkedIn is an app that you tell everyone how great you are. Yeah, and it's really um, there are loads of tutorials and loads of things out there for you to look at how to how to utilize it to your best. Um, you know, to, to put you in the best uh, limelight. So really just spend your time getting that in order. Uh, and there's also lots of places and lots of applications you can use to get your CV in order. The rule these days, CV, two pages. Literally, the place of work, very brief statement about what that company does, the list of things of your achievements and the skills utilised. And yet, no more than two pages. You only need to go back. Don't go back any further than 10 years. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you don't say, I did mathis shifts when I was 16. <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> uh, and then um, the, the other things to remember is when a uh, HR person or a recruitment agent looks at your CV, three minutes tops. On average, yeah, on Not average 90 seconds. Yeah. So what you have to have first is like a little elevator pitch. So imagine your first paragraph of your cover letter or on your CV is just a summation. Kim Palmer is a journalist with extensive experience in print and online areas. She has written on um, the environment for six years. She has also written extensively on these topics. Something like that. Mrs. Woog is um, an up-and-coming influencer award-nominated mummy blogger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just get it straight to the facts. Straight to the facts. No. I wrote yesterday, actually, about my old place of work and my management style. Yeah. Um, I'm never getting a job again, because if they go and Google me, I'm <laughs> fucked. Uh, the other thing to think about is whatever 
terms of phrase they use in in the in the ad you use in your cover letter and you use in your responses to any questions that are part of the application but you also alter your cv to use them as well your cv should be altered for every Every single application absolutely so um, i hope that answers so i hope that helps and good luck let us know how you and you know i'm saying all that and meanwhile you know what are we in ninth month so 10 months after i was made redundant yeah they're fucked though (laughs) yes they really are. Uh, uh, I've got I've got a really interesting one here. Yes, go I'm on. I'm trying to find out who it is who said it because I think it's always nice to say their name. It is lovely. I also want to um, give a shout out to a couple of people who responded to my. Oh. Christy Grove asked, "Do you think we get more melancholy?" forgiving with Adris, just me. Just you. Uh, just you. I get less forgiving as I get older. Christy, I, I wish you luck with that and give me a pill form because I've got no patience for anyone no, at the moment. No. Um, Although mine just sort of, uh, you know. Ruth Palmer. Why did no one tell us what 45 plus would be like? Or when we're told I wasn't listening? I think I was pretty much ob- oblivious to sexism in my youth, but now I see it any- everywhere. Why is it so? Am I just an angry old woman? No, because we're sick of that shit. Yeah. We're sick of that shit. That's the point. And we're seeing that shit happen to our kids and our daughters and, and people online. and Yeah. Yeah, and we're calling people out on it's, it. It's and like the, I, I encourage people to. It's like the, sh- the, the, the curtain has been lifted. Yeah. And we just suddenly go, what the... You can't no, say you that. can't say that. No, you can't do that. What the like? But, uh, and um, being uh, on the board of the local rugby union club, they're all a bit scared of me and what they say around me because I will fucking pull them up on it. Yeah, and I'll just say that's not okay. Yeah, and actually, I think that that is one of the most powerful things you can just shut something down with. Yeah, just a stare and say that's actually not okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you can't come back from that. No, absolutely. Um, I've been listening to some really fabulous podcasts lately. Um, apart from the hot apart flush. Apart from the hot flush, which I actually put on every night. That's my, you know, I listen I listen back to our Audio episodes every night. Oh, I'm not answering that. That's Grover. He's asking why I'm not there to take him to baseball. Because she's not a fucking taxi service. <laughs> Janelle's got a good one. How the fuck can you manage to drop some weight once you're a perimenopausal 50-year-old? Now, we were talking about this before, and I have a theory, and it's probably wrong. Um, I think you just got to eat less. It's really boring, but that's exactly right. I say as I'm having some cheese and biscuits. Um, I found I, it was helpful for me to drop weight um, by just eating half of what I'd normally eat. Yeah. So, like, if I go to the pub and order the schnitty, and because I will always order that schnitty, yeah. I'll eat half of it, I'll eat slowly. And then I found that the less I was eating, the less I needed to eat. But where I'm going to turbo eating, yeah. you know, turbo eating. Oh, I know turbo eating. <laughs> it makes you want to turbo eat more. Yeah. So if you can just try, start with that little rule, like leave something on your plate. Yeah. Just leave something on your plate. And then just go, Do I? am I full? That's how I found it, and it's probably wrong. And my no. my mother in law is a very like lauded dietitian, mm. and I told her I said, "Look, you know, I'm finding this is working," and she said, "Yeah, it's fine. You don't actually we eat too much food, uh, generally speaking. Yeah, we all eat too much food." So the thing that worked for me when I lost weight uh, a couple of years ago, before I met Rob and got happy and started eating burgers and beer. Um, <laughs> delicious <gasps> how good is mary's burgers i mm. really could go one right now oh my god mary's burgers now that's turbo eating because you just oh, but you're allowed to turbo eat yeah and the mash did you have the mash um no the mash and the gravy and the gravy's made from like the um the gravy's made from the um the drippings from the yeah, chicken yeah like the carcasses of five thousand chickens i think uh so this is what works for me uh, definitely, I do the micro fasting every day. So you know how what that that guy's name who in, who did the whole fast two days a week. I can't do that because I just can't do it. Yep. And uh, and so, but he then said, 
the alternative is you can do a micro fast. You don't eat after 8 p.m. And then you don't eat uh, really before like 10 a.m. And I just do that. And then what happens is just by default, my calorie intake just dives every day. Can we just remind you again, we are not doctors. We're not doctors. We're not doctors. This is what, that's what works for Woogs. What works for me is micro fasting every day, two meals, two meals, no snacks. And I only started again last week and I haven't weighed myself. Good. Weighing is stupid. Yeah, I'm just not, I'm actually at the moment. I stopped weighing myself. I lost 30 kilos. Yeah. And then I just went, I actually don't need to weigh myself anymore. And I just go by the tightness of my jeans. But you, <laughs> but you did it over such two years. A, a two years. So yeah. you know now what you need to be eating and when you are eating more than that, that it's, you oh, know. I just want a fucking Mary's burger now. I know. So you just have to, and also I really hate to say this. But it's the booze. We've got to all lay off the booze. And if the booze... Shut your mouth! And the booze, if it's not worrying you about weight gain or not being able to lose weight, just think about it in terms of how much it increases your risk of breast cancer. Well, yeah. You're a downer. I know. Debbie Downer. So that's what I'm doing. Microfasting, laying off the booze except for like maybe two nights a week. And um, when I see Rob. And... Um, and, you know, of course, you're meant to be moving more, but... Oh, God, oh. we're losing listeners by the minute. Angela Maguire. Bored now. Bored now. I think it's time for... Time is ripe for folks like us to run as politicians. What do we need to make that happen? I'd, I'll do it. I'd run. For what seat? Well, I'd have to go for my local seat, I guess. I'd actually prefer to Which be in the party? Senate. I'd go as an independent... I'd like to see that happen. Once you get on the radio, mm. your high profile will mm. catapult you into political stratosphere. Mm. You couldn't pay me enough to do it. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I'd do it in a. I'd do it in a. No, there most... is actually now. There is actually now an organisation that has been developed to help mentor women into politics, but oh. I can't remember what their name is. So that's um, not particularly helpful. I agree with you, Angela. There should be more intelligent people. In, in parliament, in government. My mother was worked in local government for 20 Which years. Which is just... Um, and honestly, to see her sit around with a group of re- just absolutely no brain cells. Oh, the, like the local real estate agent, the local dry cleaner, and they were all racist and she just yeah. had her, yes. beat her head against... She did it for 20 years and I'm just thinking, and with the state of politics at the moment, I would say... Angela, if you were running, going to run for the Hawkesbury, I'd back you. Um, when your daughter or your son asks if she can take a few drinks to a party and they're 16. No. Okay, do you want to know why? Yes, please. Because if they are... It's a tricky one because they're going to do it anyway. If they're 16 and they're in your own home and you're giving them alcohol... Yeah. That's fine. Because sometimes, like, when we have a family gathering, yeah. Harry will have a light beer with his cousins yeah. who are over 18, but he yes. has it in front of me. Yep. And, and he's, he's with... He's with yeah, yeah, right? As soon as you I'm are... I'm sure he and drinks a bottle of As soon as you on. are giving alcohol to an underage person... That's illegal, isn't it? Yeah, it's illegal. You're actually... And what will happen is it, it the the parents of wherever she's going, they'll be, they'll be up for... A criminal charge. It just takes one kid to get drunk and pass out and hit their head on the way so, down. So, no. is it worth it? No. Is it worth it? Have we got anything else that we need to answer here? Oh, oh here's an interesting one. And one you might probably get at the ABC. Louise asks, clicks at work. Why are there so many bitches in nursing? Louise, I'm going to stop you there and say there are bitches everywhere, right? <laughs> yes. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Yeah. Eating an entire block of Darrell Lee, Rocky Road, and why is it never a mistake? <laughs> I said, because your body needs it when you're still when you, Yeah, like, just forget what we said about eating less. Just eat half of it. Airbnb and why I'm currently staying in the most kitsch room in a house belonging to a Bangladeshi Australian couple in their 60s. They had an arranged marriage 14 years ago. I love a bit of kitsch. Oh, and she sent a photo too. I think that's adorbs. Wow. I don't know if I could Airbnb just a room in someone's house. No. I don't think I could do it. Uh, Donna asks, what makes you joyful? Laughing. Laughing yes. and sunshine. Friends. Just having a chat with friends and just... Making each other laugh. 
Yeah, so like joyful is like when I wake up and the sun's shining and I'm not cold and <laughs> like just laughing. It's you know what? the best medicine. When Kim first came over this afternoon, we did a tour of the garden. It's up on Insta stories if you'd like to go and watch. <laughs> and honestly, I could have like that could have done me today. Yeah. I laughed so much. I but I always love hanging out with Kim because she does make me laugh. So think about just those two. Sunshine and laughing. And you should be okay. Um, and whatever, like for me, that, cooking, making those things and seeing the boys just devour it or them going, what's it, that, that cake? Like, can you make that cake again? Or that, that's just my joyful. Joy is a good thing to be. My man's my joyful. Leanne asks, when I'm internally combusting summer or winter, my shoulders are cold. Anyone have a freezing spot? Oh, that's an interesting one, Leanne. I don't have a freezing spot because I'm very unpredictable when it comes to body temperature at the moment. <laughs> I was, um, I actually wrote a piece recently, and you can go back and read. It's called "How to Sleep," and it sort of diarized my intentions versus reality when it came to going to bed and my journey through an evening slumber. Um, and it includes like a sex dream, a hot flush, a cold flush. Um, the jerk, you know, the jerk yes, away. When you, yeah, when you, uh, the waking up at two o'clock and thinking why that guy broke up with you when you were twenty, <laughs> uh, and then just making a list of everyone who's ever done me wrong and what I could do to get them back. Right. Uh, and then I have to go shut up, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. It was a very good read. I'm sad that you haven't read it. I haven't read it. When was it? Oh, I don't know. You've been prolific this week. No, I haven't. Mm, feels like I've done it. one sponsored post and. One oh. blog post. Oh, really? Twice Friday. <laughs> well, I should be perfect now that I'm a finalist in the blog awards. Um, really? Yeah. It feels like you've put something out every day. Hmm. Well, look at that. Oh, Smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. <laughs> um, what's on your list? Because we're going to have to go soon. What is on your list? And then we'll talk about good things. Uh, do you know... You've had a shit week. You have to have something. <laughs> I know you're all glowing because you've had a glass of champagne and you've got a nice job. What's been on my list? I really, I actually really don't have anything. You're a disappointment to women all I over. just, <laughs> I mean, I have, you know. Who's I shitting been, you off? Where's this optimism come from? I don't know. I've been so bleak, haven't <laughs> I? Well, this is good. Did you go and have a little upper while you were in the bathroom <laughs> or something? <laughs> That's really. Oh, I've got some fun news. I've got to yes. work tomorrow. I've got, well, I'm shooting tomorrow. Oh, yeah, for so sure. Shooting, shooting for a client tomorrow. Um, and then I'm going away with some girlfriends for a weekend away, which is my so favourite thing to exciting. do. One time, one time, I'm going to be able to do that with you. And uh, we, we will just. I believe it when I see uh, you. You come to Caro's Farm. I do. I do. It's going to be hey, before we do go, I wanted to. Um, on. On our Hot Flush page, I, I put up a post yesterday just because I needed to get it out of my head. About I think it would how... be really great for you to read that out. Okay, so I said, I'm a sea of contradictions at 45. So much in my life is the best it has ever been, but then there are things that are malfunctioning. But then the things that are malfunctioning, i.e. my career, are doing so at an Olympic standard. I've totally buggered up a couple of friendships. I do not seem to be capable of finding a full-time, well-paid, secure, rewarding job, and I am in a chronic, financially precarious position. I feel strong, brave, and empowered, and vulnerable, scared, and exhausted all at once. It's fucking exhausting. That is all. Isn't that funny what, like, 24 hours can do to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm still kind of there. But, oh, I've got... Okay, I'm just interrupting this for a moment. I've got what's on the list. Capitalism. All right, so that's that. Um, now back to this. Uh, someone said a really lovely thing. It was a little turn of phrase, and it was something I think that they said their uh, their grandfather or their someone. Um, so let me just just bear with me. I know this is making for great blog posts. Okay, so Margie, Margie Slater. Slater. Oh, she's adorable. She's so lovely. I've never met her, but. She's so kind. Um, said that her husband, who is Dutch, that the Dutch have a saying, no longer a tea towel, not quite a tablecloth. So not who you used to be and not quite who you are going to be. 
how great is that? That's so bloody good. There's my first tattoo sorted. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to sign off, but there's a couple of things you need to do. You need to go to rate us. Can you explain what they have to do? Oh, okay. So uh, wherever you, you know, download, listen to your podcasts, you need to rate us and like us. And rate us five star and write us a good review. And write a review. Because so, those who don't, we actually get sore hole to find out where you live. Become <laughs> peg exit. Uh, and so, obviously, the iTunes one is, is the one we all go to because so many of us use it. We always it crack the top 200. We do. And Come we actually, we, cracked, we almost cracked the top 50 like three episodes ago. I know. Try harder, guys. Try so, harder. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> uh, so, yes, remember to uh, give us a five star rating. Give us a great review. And tell us that you love us. Yes, join the Hot Flush Facebook page and the Instagram page. Follow us on the Instagram page. And uh, honestly, the Hot Flush chicks—they are just gold. They are good. Such it's good a good group. bunch of good bunch of so women. supportive. We've never had to kick one out, you know. No. Yeah, I know. Amazing. Um, so yeah, so that's what we're about. We're over forty. We're yeah. still fabulous. We're not invisible. Yes. And I'll sit on you if you think I am. And I think we, I think we should now. Like, yeah. So, sorry, as you were. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're having a seizure. Then I also would like to just do another shout out to beautiful Sawhole. Yeah. Who is our tour manager for Bathurst? Who just keeps on keeping on while the two of us sort of go. "Eh, Eh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's really good. Oh no, we don't. uh." So, and she just, you know, she just. Whips us into shape. She's great. She's a good egg, that one. So, have you got your tickets to the um, live. Flash Live podcast? Yes. Uh, you know it includes a glass of champagne, two hours of waffle. Yeah, Jesus, and two chat. hours. But we'll, we'll obviously like have a glass of wine and have a chat and find out yeah. who and whatever. Yeah. Um, and then who knows when the night will take us. We might end up dancing at the Bathurst Leagues Club again. Oh, God. How anyway, thank be? you for all those people who have already bought tickets. There are some tickets left. Please go to the Hot Flush uh, Facebook page, it's pinned to the top of the page. If you're not on Facebook, go to Eventbrite and Google and put in the hot flush. And that's what we've got for you this episode. And Kim, what a day it's been. I'm exhausted. What a day. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I need to go home and have a little lie down. So thank you for joining us. And it's bye from me. And just keep plucking. See ya.